0: This is an ABC podcast.
1: This podcast contains offensive language and other cool stuff. The
2: following work is a gross abuse of copyright. Names, places and events have been unchanged. I've done this with the firm belief that a king's story is more important than the literary regulations I flaunt. Todd Noy, Sao Paulo, 1991. This is Finding Drago. I'm Alexi Toliopoulos, and in the previous round of Finding Drago, Cameron James and I continued our journey through the About the Author section of Todd Noy's Drago on Mountains We Stand. Every clue we thought we found slipped through our fingers, like sand from the beaches of Chala. Rukmini, our fanfiction expert, proclaimed that the only way to find Todd Noy would be to find his fans. Instead, his fans found us. The episode concluded with Cameron and I reading the bizarre comments left by Noise acolytes on our podcast page and a Facebook message from a man named David declaring, we need to talk about Noi and talk about Noi we shall. You're about to hear that conversation on this episode of Finding Drago,
1: baby! So, Lex.
2: Yes, Cameron.
1: You got to talk to a genuine, bona fide, Todd Noy superfan. Yeah, and and I
2: As you can tell from me stammering right now, I was in over my head almost immediately. I felt like I was drowning. There was too much information after you and I going through so much searching and coming up with nothing about Todd Noy.
1: We were able to break through that surface and find a super fan. I mean, I don't know what I would have been like if I was in this conversation, but I'd be coming in a little bit biased because as you know, I think Todd Noy is not a real person. You suspect him of being
2: a hoax author. I do which is why we need to bring in an expert on that exact topic. So today we're joined by the AFI actor and Walkley-winning documentary filmmaker behind the film's Forbidden Lies, Aim High in Creation and Pauline Hansen, Please Explain. In my opinion, the best investigative documentarian in Australia, also a consulting producer on Finding Drago and formerly a teacher of mine at film school, Anna Bronowski. Thank you for joining us today on Finding Drago.
0: Thanks for having me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is freaking me out a little bit because I've never had an actual expert in front of me before. You're going to be listening to an interview that I did with
2: David, who is a Todd Noy super fan, And I would like you to listen to everything that he's saying about Todd Noy. Because he has far more information about Todd Noy than we have access to.
0: No worries. I mean, one thing I'm absolutely passionate about is hoax authors second mm. only to con artists. And Norma Currie, who is the subject of my film Forbidden Lies, was both. But what mm. I love about hoax authors is they're like us. They're professional dissemblers. They're storytellers. And what's wonderful about hoax authors is there are different types. So I'm going to be listening to this interview trying to work out if Todd Noy was in it for money. Was he a grifter hoax author, kind of like Clifford Irving, who raised millions pretending that he had Howard Hughes's permission to write an autobiography <laughs> until Howard Hughes was forced out of hiding and had to say to the press conference, I've never met the guy in my life? In which case, <laughs> Irving went to jail for 18 months. Oh Watch my out. Gosh. <laughs> is Todd Noy, the hoax author, more like a confabulist hoax author, Mm. a player, someone who is not really in it for money and profit, but is in it because writing through an alter ego is the best way they have of exercising themselves of demons Mm. that they've had in their own life. Totally different hoax authors here. Mm. And then the third hoax author is actually the con artist who got into books just because she could make a better living that way, and that's the one I was snowed by, Norma Corey.
2: Which is my favourite one. I love your movie, Forbidden Lies, which is about her fake memoir, I guess you can call it, uh, Forbidden Love.
0: Yeah, so she wrote this fake book uh, in 2002 claiming to be a Jordanian virgin with a fatwa on her head for having helped her best friend Dahlia in Jordan have an affair with a Christian man. while well, in truth, Norma was actually a married mother of two with a Chicago mobster husband called John Mm Tolleyopoulos, and she was on the Uh, run from the FBI for $10 million worth of fraud, so she moved into writing a book because it was just another con. I'm hoping to God that Todd Noy isn't that sort of person because if he is, Alexei, watch out.
1: I'm hoping to God you're not related to this John Tolleyopoulos guy. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? Have you got ties to the Chicago mob? Unfortunately...
2: No, maybe fortunately no, No ties to the Windy City. So, Anna, seeing as that you are an expert on all things hoax authors, I wanted to bring you in today so you could listen to this chat with me and David to see if all the things David is telling is true, if Todd Noy is an author that is really out there in the world. Okay. Before I chatted to David in this interview, I've chatted him and liaised with him a few times via Facebook Messenger chat. And I feel like David and I have become a bit of pen pals like across the across the globe we often correspond about the latest Adam Sandler releases because <laughs> he knows <laughs> that I like him so we're talking about the Sandman quite a lot this is a correspondence I had with him leading up to it He said to me, love your idea to follow up on Noi, and yes, I'd absolutely be up for a Skype on this. Anytime, man, that'd be ace. I'll say the stories for our call, but man, it's a treasure chest. I've liaised with hundreds of people over the globe about Noi, and it's eternal source of mystery and chuckles for me. Wow. (laughs) So that's the setup. He's very keen. Okay. So let's get into this. Oh my goodness.
1: (laughs) Listen to how nervous you are
3: already. It's
2: ringing. Hey man, how's it
3: going? I'm good, David. How are you? Very well, thanks. Good to put a face to the name.
2: Likewise. Good to finally chat to you.
3: I've been listening to a few of your episodes.
2: Oh, thanks, Uh, man. So I'd love you to talk to me about you. You contacted me when about a month or so after we did the podcast about Rocky IV. Yeah. And um, so far, you're like my best lead on any information about the Drago book by Todd Noy. I've tried doing a bit of research. Uh, I went to a few libraries to find some information, but I think you are, you're the expert. I've got no idea where to go next.
3: You know, I'm I'm just a mere vessel of knowledge. I've tried to Just capture a little bit along the way, but I'm keen to share with you, you know, what what I've learned out there on the road.
2: Yeah, awesome. (laughs) Vessel of knowledge.
0: He's got a turn of phrase about yeah. him. I mean, he's hes certainly, whatever this Todd Noy person mm. is, they mm. seem to bring out very florid language <laughs> in, in their fans, don't they?
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, listen to me. I'm saying cool stuff like, yeah, awesome to end a sentence <laughs> with. So I guess his uh, influence spreads wide. Um, I'd love to find out about how you found out about the book in the first place.
3: Yeah, well, as I alluded to in my uh, message that I sent, and it's quite an emotional story for me, because uh, you know, discovering Noy in the way that I did, and finding that book, Drago. Yeah. You know, a relatively simple book, um, but you know, it helped me put put right a lot of the wrongs in in my life at that time. Um, I was going through a very hard time. i have been a teenager then, like a young teen, and uh, yeah, I'd got mixed up in a bit of school drama. Yeah, I think I'd fallen for this. Uh, for the sort of new girl in class and this new guy had come in. I mean, it pains me now to say his name, Anton, but, (laughs) you know, Anton's rocked up, you know, and he's so handsome. Anton? Yeah. You know, a bit of a bully, really. I wasn't the strongest of kids, very meek. Yeah. And whilst I think I've, you know, maybe tried to retain some of my meek qualities, I have toughened up since. But, you know, I was just struggling so much with, you know, being this, like, outsider in school and I just, you know, went out for this quiet walk one night crying and, you know, just thinking I've had enough, I can't do this, you know, I've got, you know, tests to do and, I you know, I'm not very good at math and all the other kids mm. are laughing at me and, you know, Anton, this prick's taking off, you know, he's got my dream girl. Yeah. And uh, who should I bump into? But a worthless street vagrant um, who, um, <laughs> yeah, this kind of bum-looking guy, he smelled terrible. Huh? Um, I, I originally thought... I, I felt in danger. Uh, I thought this guy's going to rob me, you know. And no, he uh, he gave me this. He gave me this choice. Actually, he says, you know, you can either just end it all now, you know, the, just 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 pack it in. Yeah. But much like you know some of the teachings of Noym himself. Yeah. You know, he says you can either pack in and give up, you know, or you can take just, this gift out of my hand. You can guess what that gift was. It was probably a very rare, probably worth a few bob these days, a very rare copy of On Mountains We Stand, Todd Noy.
0: Wow. (laughs) Okay, so if, look, my immediate question is, Mm -hmm. if if this book is such a kind of phenomenon, I mean, clearly it's more than a book. It's kind of like, you know, the David Foster Wallace infinite jest. It has (laughs) profound life, death impacts on
1: people, like I
0: don't even want to see the book because it's beginning to terrify me, its powers.
1: (laughs) So far, and every single comment we've gotten about this book is that it has been given to them or they've found it. There's never an instance of someone saying, I bought it in like a bookshop or whatever. Someone like Mm -hmm. Noi clearly has some dark... Wicked magic about him. He's inspiring vagrants to give his book out on street corners. Worthless street <laughs> vagrants. Teenagers. Well, yes, this book does not have the
2: regular model of distribution of getting into bookstores like a lot of things. It's
0: sort of astral the, travels yeah, exactly. on dark paths at night.
2: <laughs> the book finds you. I found the book on the
1: internet on Facebook. Yeah. Right. What does this mean? Even yeah. David is experiencing this. I don't understand anything about this. Look,
0: I'll just run with the concept that this is more more than a book. This mm. is a religious movement and yeah, the book is kind of doing the same thing that those helpful letters that mm. people leave on bridges where people are about to suicide and then they read the letter and their life changes and oh. they stay alive. That's what noise doing. So let's just keep listening. I'm kind of intrigued now.
3: So took it home, read it, and these words unravelling, you know. You know, I certainly didn't let any plot holes get in the way of what was a fantastic story, which yeah. I just let it wash over me, you know, I I feel that ever since then I just, it just set me a direction for for the rest of my life, so I started to then, you know, discover, discover some of Noy's other works, he's got, you know, many, I've been lucky enough to see some of them, and uh, just, you know, I always wait for the Noy estate to to discover new ones, you know, in the hope that, you know, they'll release more and I can read them.
2: Oh, that's an amazing story. Dragos,
3: definitely my favourite you know, since then the internet's become a lot more powerful and it's enabled me to connect with other Noi fans and, and also f- Noi critics as well. And, uh, you know, I've seen some guys like saying, you know, this book, or, you know, it's, uh, they, oh, it's not. It's possibly not, not even written as someone whose first language is English or yeah. it's, you know, it's getting all the tenses mixed up or the chapters are short. Uh, you know, Most books for me are 90% too long. One of the things I like about Todd Noy is it, it, it's so short and punchy. and you know, like, Some people find it hard to read a full book. Some people find it hard to read a full chapter. Yeah. And, and with Noy, you just don't get that.
2: Are you in contact with the Noy state at all?
3: Well, yes, I am. It took me a long time. And um, they're a very secretive um, organisation.
2: Have they? So, have they sent you anything else? Any other books or anything like that?
3: Uh, well, they've yeah, they've I, I they've sent me fragments of um, of, of books. Word is, and, and they and to be honest, Wallace has a Wallace has been pretty good. He's given me an insight into like some of the other knife fans and connected me to some of them. Yeah. Um, you know, because some of the other people I've spoke to, and it sounds like it from when I heard your pod- podcast, you, you know, getting hold of your uh, copy of *Or Mountains* was, you know, not all that straightforward, and you had to go and seek it out from the non state
2: Yeah. It
3: turns out, lots of people have had to, you know, that's how they get their copies. You know, yeah, and they've had to really hunt it down. And I was obviously lucky with my first copy that it was given me by by that street bum. Um, but the um, noise state have been excellent to me because they uh, they keep me, in, you know, they've filled me in some of the background of the other works. Mm. So I know what they are. Based, I know the Alabaster Wars, Old Oaker Dyke, uh, Limey and Me. That you know, heartwarming short story, House of Fuego, uh, March of the Noxmen.
2: March of the Noxmen. Uh, that's one I've not heard of.
3: Oh my oh march of the Knoxman, yeah well I've only had I've only had little snippets on this one from uh, uh, from Wallace I, I don't know much about it other than its existence and that the noise estate, of, um the, you know the, they generally have a copy, but uh, co- copies that they have to painstakingly restore um I don't think Noy kept an excellent record of things his handwriting was very messy and it mm. takes him a long time to sort of fathom it and, and to craft it it a lot you know, it 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 didn't keep a good stationary stock, so lots of his works are written on like old toilet paper. Uh, it's very fragile. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh!
0: <laughs> well, just more and more warning bells. I've got all these questions now. Like, who is the Estate? Are they people like are they archaeologists who who stick <laughs> together? <laughs> bits of handwriting with glue. Was he even in the 20th century when there were typewriters?
1: Well, uh, he's actually uh, hes a journalist. He was published in KO magazine. <laughs> so yeah, he's familiar with typewriters, Anna.
0: So why is he writing on toilet paper? Because it's
1: like the Marquis de Sade, you know. its uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting in a cell and it's coming to him and it's a continuous scroll. It's uh, This guy's a genius, obviously. It's well,
0: not just because he's producing shit.
2: <laughs> so he's just one of those yeah. geniuses that Always has something flowing out of him. It just matter. It doesn't matter where he can write it down.
3: I think that was the case with Todd. He had it sounds like he had a bit of a troubled life. And actually, the uh, the work that's probably most interesting to me is the one that I think um, uh, the Noia State are planning to, to 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 put out this year if they're able to complete restoration. Yeah. And that's Swarmer.
2: Swarmer. Um, Do you know what that's uh, about?
3: I do know what it's about. Yeah, um, it's um, it's actually based on Todd's personal experience, so it's semi biographical. Really, written. in, I suppose it was written. Bef- this was written uh, before uh, Drake. This was written during while he was writing um, the Alabaster Wars. Yeah, but actually, um, I had to I had to really plead with the estate for this, and they did me a solid as a you know as a massive Nolly fan, but I yeah. can read you some sort of early. early extract pages that i've got here
2: yeah i'd love to hear uh,
3: if, if you'd like if you'd yeah like of course i, I, I
2: you know, mean I, sent... I couldn't love it more yeah
3: well, well i've got a sense from you guys that you know that, 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 that you you, you like noise work and, and and trust me there's a treasure trove to discover out there and yeah, um, so i'll just read you like few sections from that'd be amazing from what they've sent me uh I think what the Neu Estate knows is that if they, if they tease out that little bit for, for me, I'll spread the word against my little community of fans. Yeah. Um, so, let's have a look. Swarmer. Author's note. Classic, you know, he always gets his message in yeah. out there early. I boldly pen this work, having felt the swarm for myself. With the little life left in me, I must tell his story. Noy. Not dated, actually. Oh really? Not dated this one.
2: Damn! I'd love to find
3: out. I'll I'll make further inquiries. Yeah, that'd be amazing.
0: So, Alexei, didn't you have like a tiny twinge of suspicion when suddenly Dave has complete access to something that's not dated? No one else has seen. There it is, handily. Yes, I have it here for you. He's the like expert. That. He's the expert. So, what's his in with the Neuer estate that no one else has?
2: I guess he pursues them. As uh-huh. we are going to have to do as well.
1: It's what he said, right? He said uh, that they trust him because he has access to a community of Noi fans, so they give him these little tidbits that he can tease out to mm. uh, suckers like Alexi, I guess <laughs> I don't know if I'm buying it either, to be honest.
0: You two are very deep in this. I, so I'm not. That,
1: hey, I'm not that deep in this. Okay. The more I listen to this, I'm thinking this is a bit suspicious. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, I'm enjoying the interview and I'm still you know, I'm not I'm not quite decided yet. Yeah, I'd love to hear some more.
1: How am I doing in the interview?
0: Oh, you're great. You're doing really well. I mean, you're not you're, you're not playing hardball. you're just you're just um, you're being very supportive and mm. just allowing him to spin his yarn. The only worry I have is I think you are genuinely supportive. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if you like
2: well, let's keep listening. So we are about to now hear. Our first ever snippet from another work of Todd Noy. This is a snippet from Swarmer. Cameron, are you excited? What's it called? Swarmer? Not Swarmer. <laughs> Swarmer. It's not about <laughs> It's not about a pita bread laced with like
1: chopped up meat. It's a recipe book or something? <laughs> Swarmer. He, swarm. oh, he felt the swarm. Not he felt the swarm. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, okay, alright.
2: How did you feel being read to? It took me back to my days of youth where my father would
3: read me to sleep. Wow.
0: Wow. You're really trusting him, aren't you?
3: (laughs) First, they called him Nino, but quickly learned his name, and most came to know him as Swarmer. Capitalised. This is the story of he, Jesus del Paz. Wow. Part 1. Beginnings. What I've noticed about this is it, it, it's very punchy in its style, but it is, right. you know, almost an epic poem uh, in it, uh, Which, you know, I would. Uh, I'm not surprised that Noy would be exploring this realm.
2: Yeah, no, anyway. totally. That makes sense. It's like the perfect evolution of the kind of work that he was doing.
3: No, it's, it's, it's totally. So let's see where he's going with this. Beginnings. It wasn't known where he was from just where he was found barrio este ciudad juarez with the blood of stray dogs on his knuckles a boy of five fierce and feral surviving he who found him would come to be papa carlos diaz who raised him hard on those desolate dirt streets the only way he knew the way of the fist and in time the boy who came to be jesus del paz proved quite the asset for carlos Diaz fighting for his keep and earning many pesos. And Jesus loves his papa, and Carlos Diaz loved his bambino, but neither had trust for the other, and this tension between child and man shaped their dealings and brutal efficiency. Chapter 2, looks like his classic Noi chapters.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the Noi style. That that's the Noi style, short come chapters. comes no in love. Short and punchy, baby. It's
0: actually really well written. That's I'm getting pretty nice
1: sucked in. phrasing, right? I like that uh that phrase that he was found with the blood of stray dogs on his knuckles. That was
0: my favourite line. I mean I reckon noise really? channeling Hemingway there. I oh, mean it's tone. muscular writing. Yeah. Very muscular.
1: It's short, it's clipped, it's it's the writing of someone who drinks whiskey from the bottle.
0: And writes standing up. Right standing
1: yeah. up on and toilet paper with a yeah, hard you're on, on
0: toilet paper. <laughs> it's
1: and, like Bukowski.
0: And and mm. ditches anything but the truth. Yeah. I mean if you asked noi why did the chicken cross the road he'd say to die alone <laughs> in the rain. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm getting sucked in now, yeah,
2: no I, I really am I told you you bring your own stuff to the readings of noise you you really it. do
0: i i just I'm losing objectivity
2: so he read me a great big chunk of that book as well, but in the interest of time, let's move on to the next little snippet of my interview um that was amazing, that was so exciting <laughs> where's it set is it set in Mexico
3: <laughs> I believe it was it, this was written during noise um yeah, wanderings through Mexico. Although it's not a Mexico that I'm familiar with, I believe from the sound of, and I've only got these early chapters I've, mm. that have been sent through. There's there's a bit more, and the the data Estate have indicated that they, they are going to get this book out in, you know, within the next couple of months. So oh, I cool. can't wait to receive my full copy. They've been good. They've been good to me, and they've helped me through some tough times when I've lost faith. Mm. Um, you know, sometimes. Criticisms online from someone from from readers that haven't quite tuned into it or yeah. questions even about the authenticity of of of, of you know it's given me doubts about my own faith you know I've mm. put so much into the into these words to to keep driving forward um you know keep on keep on believing I've yeah. turned to the new state and said, listen wallace t- you know it it, it, it it is the more to come. Yeah, are these are, are these words? You know, are they as are they as pure as um, as, as as I believe they are? And, you know, Wallace has reassured me, and he's he's, he's filming that. Actually, this book has um, certainly on mountains is probably the most popular of noise books. Mm. And uh, yeah, there's you know literally hundreds of people have discovered this book from all over the world. Uh, I my understanding is that I'm not the only sort of um, you know kooky fan out there that's in, in regular dialogue with the estates. Yeah. quite a number of people that have that have shared their personal stories with Wallace who have received books and uh, uh, yeah some of them have uh, some of them sound like quite kooky characters yeah
2: yeah
0: mm. He's certainly sharing with you a lot.
2: Yeah, we're about halfway through the interview now and uh, this is strange, right? Yeah. David has access to so much detailed information about Todd Noy, and now listening back, I feel odd, and uh, I don't know what to believe.
0: If Dave is in fact, you know, not just a fan, but possibly the Noy himself, Mm. it's not out of a position of con artistry or venality. He's not seeking to gain something Or prophet. He's much more like Laura Albert, who was J.T. Leroy. He's that kind of hoax author. So J.T. Leroy was a famous hoax author in 1999, claimed to have grown up, blonde, blue eyed, gay kid, had a tough life. And then Sarah Albert wrote these books in JT Leroy's name and then got her sister-in-law to put on a dodgy wig and go to film premieres pretending to be this androgynous kid and was immediately befriended by Winona Ryder, Gus Van Sant, Bono, you name it. And when Sarah was revealed to be the hoax author and there's since been a great doco made about this... Um, she said, there was no other way I could have written this. I couldn't have written it as myself. I had to create an alter ego for me. It was almost like writing as therapy. And I'm beginning to feel that if Dave is in fact Noy, he's not Norma. He's not out to to get maximum fame and maximum money. Mm. He's literally someone who has a whole lot of stuff that he needs to process that he's doing through this Alter ego. Um,
1: well, there's no way he could be trying to make money out of this. He's literally giving the book away. Yeah, on street corners and burying it in the sand on the beach. Uh, so you're convinced that this David guy is is Todd Noyes, Is that um, what you're saying?
0: Well, I, I look. The more I hear, the less convinced I am. I mm. mean, I'm I'm actually sitting on the fence here, and okay. and what I'd be doing if I were you guys. And, yep. Alexei, I am concerned that you're actually completely hooked in. You're
2: friends with this guy. Yeah, he's my friend. Yeah. He's an expert. I found someone else out there in the world that cares about Todd Noy. Okay, That's he's also... making me jealous, if I'm honest. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, you got competition for being a friend. Who is this guy? I don't for even know the him. F- you've got other friends. For the first time, I've got another one. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're getting mad at me for it.
0: But you're genuinely bonding with Dave, and mm-hmm. all I'd say is um please 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 do some due diligence and can mm. hold on to him he may well be in a relationship with a uh, confabulist here <laughs> and you need to be his connection to reality
1: uh, i'll be your anchor yeah, i'll be please.
0: your
2: anchor are you freaking out alexi i am i am this gets deeper shall we keep going with the interview sure do you think you could help us get in contact with wallace
3: yeah, I think that should that should be all right. I, um yeah, uh, I I can we we message quite quite uh, frequency, Wallace and I. But um uh I mean I've never been to the Neue State. I don't even know where it is. I'm assume, you know, I assume it's based in the UK. Mm. Uh because I, 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 I know that um Todd had had family in the in, in the UK. Yeah. But I didn't even know exactly where it is um you know and it's, um when I re- whenever, when I received um swarm uh, the swarmer text you know it came in just such a such the, probably the most crisp envelope I'd ever seen with a yeah. gold leaf sort of seal really? around it and the most beautiful handwriting so yeah, most
2: unfortunately, he was
3: lost in a fire I just out in the
2: kitchen. You know, oh, when really? Came. Yeah. Oh, damn. Don't tell them. Don't tell the noise state.
3: So it was a
0: a, 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 letter, a, a letter that he received, yeah. gold embellished, and he lost it in a fire conveniently. Happened to my words, homework
2: many times throughout schooling. So I yeah. understand where that's coming from.
0: So Norma had several witnesses who conveniently didn't show up when I needed to see them. Mm there's a little bit of confabulating going on. He certainly paints pictures with words.
2: Do you think Todd uh, yeah. Moy is still out there?
3: It's, it's funny you should say that. It, it, it's it's the old, it's the common it's the common thing, you know. In the same way, everyone you know, in the same way, everyone talks about uh, like OJ Simpson.
1: What?
2: <laughs> everyone talks about OJ Simpson.
1: You know how people say, "Is OJ Simpson still out there?" Yes, he's out there. He's making juice. The best prank show you'll ever see on the internet.
0: What does he Uh, mean by that? He's talking about the the famous case that Mm. went on and on and on. And everyone had a theory on it. And more people watched it than the Olympics. So here we go again. You know, he's living in this heightened universe where more people are talking about Noi than O.J. Simpson. He's making some pretty
1: grand parallels. That's the thing. I'd never heard of this guy before Alexi showed up with the book. Who is he? Like, I mean, why Why is why is this guy got fans all around the world, yet none of us have ever heard of him?
0: And how come this one guy knows every single fan and yes. what they've written? Who is Todd? It
1: annoyed? is so good to have a voice of reason in here, Anna.
3: <laughs> I don't believe he's still with us. Oh, really? Uh, personally, I don't, but I... I, I... I'm not going to discount it mm. at all. Yeah, you know, I've read. So, I've read some of the. There's a few names that keep popping up as well as being like, oh, no, you know, Noy had um, Noi had ghost writers. Yeah, you know, Robert Swift is a guy who I keep seeing. There's a few Robert Swifts. I've tried to track down, you know, the Robert Swift, but he's a guy who I keep seeing pop up as being like targeted as a potential Noy. Really. <laughs> Yeah, even even myself. Mm.
2: So we have a mentioning of Robert Swift, who was the first piece of information I ever saw. I didn't ask David about Robert Swift. So Robert Swift is someone that's come up a few times. Right. Robert Swift wrote that Goods Read Review where he discovered the book on the beaches of Chala in Peru.
0: Mm. (laughs) Yeah, right. And that little dangler that he just dropped in there, Mm. which is could in fact be myself. Mm. Wow. And then discarding it. So mm. Norma used to say, you know, some people even said that I took the old lady's barns and she'd blink her <laughs> eyelids at me and flutter her eyelashes and I'd go, how could you possibly? Mm. You just look vulnerable and I want to hug you. I mean, did you have that reaction when he said some people even said I did it?
2: I think I just was, I grew more curious.
1: hmm I mean, I think he, he, he said it on purpose. Yeah. He left it there for you. He's leaving breadcrumbs. Yep. He mm. wants you to pick up the pieces.
0: Absolutely. Alexei, would you feel betrayed if you discovered that Dave was in fact Todd and had been spinning you along?
2: I don't think I'd feel betrayed. No. I don't think so. I think, as we were saying, I think that if that is true, this is play. This is him having fun with someone that he knows loves to have a muck around, and I think he's someone that would want to be involved in that. You love this guy. I love him. He's my friend. <laughs> I've got a big heart, and let's get in it.
1: Oh, oh. You need
0: to
2: close that heart off, man.
0: <laughs> it's like I said, be very careful, because if you if he really is Todd, then you've been snowed big time. Mm. You're right in there with him.
2: <laughs> it says he's got a wife who's a cellist and two sons. So I was trying to find them on Facebook or something. I thought I might have some mutual friends. Yeah. yeah. Marlon. Have you ever been in contact with those guys? I've
3: met Marlon. Nope. You've
2: met Marlon Prince. Noy? I
3: haven't met Marlon Noy.
2: Have you met Quince?
3: I haven't met Quince Noy. I have I'd love to meet him. Yeah. I'd love to. But I can say one of my one of my great life honors is was was to very briefly shake the hand of Marlon Noy.
2: Get out. That's insane. Tell me about that.
3: <laughs> well, um, it, came acro- it came across in just the most uh, the most beautiful of ways. Um, I went to an international development seminar yeah. in London. Um, so I'm there and I'm drifting off almost in a sleep-like state. And then they'll say, our next speaker, and those two words, Marlon Noyd, I could not believe it. I, and he gave a wonderful talk. He gave a really wonderful talk. I have to, I have to say, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he mentioned that you know he didn't have his he didn't have his dad around, but because he had his dad's works, he, he, he'd been able to um, feel that he he was always led by a guiding force. It was almost a religious message in a way. Yeah. And I felt that his just general platitudes were just so warming. Yeah. I went up to him at a conference and said. Um, listen, I've I, I was given a copy of On Mountains We Stand many years ago. Uh and it meant an awful lot to me and I I couldn't get much more out because I became quite emotional.
2: Yeah. They
3: you know, shook my hand. Yeah, you know, the softest hands, ageless hands. <laughs> um and uh, he, yeah, he had to go. He had. He was with a, There was a guy like he, uh, who, who, who like came up who was like must have been his driver. Um, and he sort of went out and got into the, his like a, a Rolls Royce Phantom. Who knows where he was bound? now State possibly. And he was off in the distance. But to me, you know, having having maybe at times doubted, you know, Todd's backstory back back then. And, you know, to, to actually meet my own.
0: What an honour. Wow, man. Oh, that's a, crazy. He's a good storyteller, this one. <laughs> that's wild. soft, ageless Soft,
2: ageless The beautiful Roy, Rolls-Royce Rolls Royce Phantom, Phantom which is on. the best one. One <laughs> of the best cars out
1: there. Better
0: than the Silver Shadow. He's got his details <laughs> down.
1: That was... Halfway through his story there, I was thinking, why haven't you said anything, Alexi? Why haven't you called him out on his bullshit? And then I realised that I also hadn't said anything just sitting there. It's, he's a bit entrancing. Mm.
0: Uh, completely compelling. He's a gifted storyteller. Did you ask him
2: anything else? I asked him about Todd Noy's Australianness. I asked him about other books that Todd has written. Have you read Okerdyke? I haven't,
3: I, I haven't read it. Uh, well, interesting thing about Okerdyke is... Originally, Oka Dyke only existed through oral tradition. It was a it was a story told over campfires yeah. out in the Aussie bush back in the day. And um, it's only you know it was only very quite late on in, in in Todd's career, I understand, that he decided it was time to put pen to paper. Yeah, I I was lucky to receive in its truest form, um, told and. Um, one, one wintry night uh, by a passing stranger. Yeah, of course. No way. Yeah.
0: And, of course, it's nice. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just everything nice.
0: <laughs> oh, so he's laughing he's at this laughing.
3: stuff. He's laughing. He Come loves it. Come on.
0: And also, I have yet to have heard an old Australian legend about ochre dye. <laughs> no, of
1: course not. I've never, never. heard. You ever that sat around a campfire and? Oh no.
0: yeah, tell the one about the ochre dye.
1: No, 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 nah. no, no. That's
2: not. It's. I've never sat around a campfire, so maybe I'm missing out <laughs> in that regard. <laughs>
1: I love that he's kind of having fun with you here, though, man. It sounds uh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. he is uh, he's enjoying the fact that you're enjoying his story. Mm. Yeah. He's laughing at the details as he mounts the ridiculousness of it. Uh, another passing stranger. How many passing strangers does this guy encounter in his life? Well, this is how you discover the work of noise, what oh, we're finding out. No,
0: Alexei, I reckon he's got to the point in the interview where he just can't believe how... Gullible you are, <laughs> and he's just going. I wonder if he will buy this story about Oka Duck. So he's getting more dangerous mm. with each story because you're not calling him on it. Wait, uh, who,
2: what do you mean, passing stranger? Where was this?
3: <laughs> well, this one would be this. This was. That, it was a cold night. This very cold. Um, I've been out to a, a fun fair, and I just shouted into the emptiness of the dark, rainy night, like, "Where are you now, Noi?" Where are you? Kind of thing. It was pretty unbecoming of me, you know. <laughs> yeah, like that. But I was kind of shouting into the uh, emptiness, and then uh, someone that just happened to be walking past in a big, like, uh, raincoat. It's like, yeah, Noi, Noi, you, you, you know of Todd Noy? It was an Aussie, Aussie fellow.
1: Really
2: Australian.
3: Uh, Obviously, yeah, Bruce.
2: Bruce. I mean, yeah. that's. I mean, that's all the evidence I need that he's Australian, Bruce.
0: <laughs> he's really giggling there.
3: <laughs> this guy had heard the spoken word rendition of Old Ockaday told to him, and he he made a little fire, um, like in an old rubbish bin, and he he told he he told me a short section of Old Ockaday.
2: Do you remember it? <laughs>
3: I, I was quite overwhelmed at the time, and I don't, rem- I don't, I could never capture the, the power of the words. Um, I remember how it made me feel.
2: How did it make you feel?
3: It made me feel cherished.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: Okay, so he's really good. Like, I believe his emotions, but at the yeah. same time, that's a massive cop-out. To say everyone knows the old story of Old Kodai and not recall a single
1: word from it. Mm. I believe that he believes it, I think.
0: Ah, now that's the sign of a great confabulous. Mm. So what made Norma Currie brilliant, uh, like an actor, mm. is they absolutely believe their lie when they're telling it. Mm. They're in the moment.
1: Well, as he they feels rep- like he oh, yeah. is feeling what he's saying and... To say cherished at the end, that's not the word that you'd you'd pick, like excited or thrilled. I wouldn't pick cherished. Mm. So I believe that he did feel something. It's such something. a specific
2: word and such a specific emotion to feel. He might be big fishing me. The Tim Burton movie, Big Fish, where it's all about elaborating on the truth to make it more interesting.
0: Does he just have a really boring day job? He said he went to an international development mm. seminar and he was nodding off Is this the work of a fantasist Who's just stuck in a nine-to-five machine And happened to go to Peru once upon a time?
2: How do you feel about that? Gosh, I don't know I don't know how to feel about that I, I, To be honest, I have go back to a lesson That I learned from you, Anna oh, no. That <laughs> when you're talking to people You believe them until you don't Yeah, right That's something that you said about Making a documentary of Pauline Hansen. And I am feeling the same way I believe David until I don't believe him All right, and this may be just him pulling an Albert Finney in uh, Big Fish, weaving the truth with a little bit of magic, and that's how I feel.
0: Okay, well let's let's trust that.
2: Obviously, we're going to need to talk to David again. Yeah. What is your advice going
0: forward? Okay, well, you look. If Dave is a confabulist, if he suffers from mythomania, then my first piece of advice is take Cam with you because Cam is objective, and you are effectively enamored. I think. You're already under his spell. You feel cherished. You are cherished. Cam is the doubter in the threesome and he needs to be there. But the second advice I'd give you is what the CIA does. Just ask him a, a guide question, one that he's going to answer honestly. Yeah. Were you at Chula, whatever. Yeah. And watch how he answers and then throw it at him. Are you Noy? Yeah. And see mm. what he does. Yeah. Do it in a way that he can't just react, gut react and mm. go no, but actually has to... Has to justify it. So, you know, after all this journey back and forth, you're a brilliant storyteller. Flatter him.
1: Mm. Use his tricks against him.
0: Absolutely. Wow. I'm not saying that he actually is Todd Noy, but I strongly suspect it, and it's going to take a lot of cunning Mm. to try and get that reveal.
2: For me, when I'm thinking of it this way, It's not that I
1: suspect him of being Todd Noy. Alexi, there's too many passing strangers in this story. Yeah, um, and wintry nights. I can't get past the (laughs) passing strangers and wintry nights. I'm convinced this guy you've been talking to is Todd Noy. There's no two ways about it in my mind. He might be Todd Noy, but he might not be the only one that is Todd Noy.
3: Mm. Hmm.
1: Mm.
2: After my interview with David, I received in my mailbox a book in an envelope with no return to sender address, the book is Swarmer by Todd Noy. <laughs>
3: what?
1: Oh God! I'm Cameron, now can you holding describe it, it in my hands. I'm showing it to Anna. Wow! It is. Really similar to the Drago one in that it's clearly very modern. It's been printed Mm -hmm. in the last year, I would say. A lot of uh, Day of the Dead style iconography Mm. on it.
2: And (laughs) it's not dissimilar to the book Drago on Mountains We Stand. The writing style, as we heard David speak of earlier, is different. It's more in the style of an epic poem. But it makes sense as the evolution of the author moving this way. It has an author's note and just like Drago. This book is new and signed by Todd Noy on that page as well. Whoa. What does this mean? Right in front of us, what we have is a book that is supposedly an autobiographical tome of (gasps) Todd Noy's experience. It's
1: got all
0: the clues.
2: So there's going to be more clues to finding out who Todd Noy is
1: inside this book. Oh, I hate what this means. More reading. I have to read this fucking
3: book. (laughs)
2: That was round four of Finding Drago. This series is produced by me, Alexi Toliopoulos. Presented and created by me and Cameron James. Our theme music is by Luca Baroni-Peters. Production and sound engineering by Bryce Halliday. Our consulting producer is Anna Bronowski. And our executive producer is Tom Wright.
1: You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.
2: My name is Ivan Drago and you are listening to Finding Drago.